0: Disney says it's okay for teachers to groom your kids into transgenderism and homosexuality. They promise to do it through film, laws, war battles, TV shows, public schools, cartoons, and more. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. Disney didn't give birth to your child. How dare the Magic Kingdom take your kids on its new rollercoaster ride, Magic of Perversion? Right, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer, and today we're going to discuss all the crazy news surrounding the Walt Disney Company over its lack of support, or full support, of Florida's parental rights and education bill, which would prevent elementary schools from gay grooming K through third grade kids. So here's the backdrop. In late February, the former CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, came out in opposition of the bill saying, If passed, this bill will put vulnerable, young LGBTQ people in jeopardy. He never explained how though, but that put the pressure on the current Disney CEO, Bob Chepek, to come out with a statement to oppose the legislation, which at first he refused to do, saying he is staunchly opposed to bringing Disney into issues he deems irrelevant to the company and its businesses. Then came the powerful LGBTQ lobby, with Glad leading the way to make Chapic break. And they had some success. On March 8, Chapic said, in terms of our communities, we are and will continue to be a leader in supporting organizations that champion diversity. He added, we have a long history of supporting important events like pride parades. But that wasn't enough, of course. So Pixar employees penned an open letter accusing Disney of cutting out their animated love scenes from children's movies, saying Disney is cutting out nearly every moment of overtly gay affection. We at Pixar have personally witnessed beautiful stories full of diverse characters come back from Disney corporate reviews shaved down to crumbs of what they once were. As the pressure began to build for Chapic to take a stand against the anti-gay grooming bill, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis weighed in and took aim at the media giant. In the state of Florida, we are not going to allow them to inject transgenderism into kindergarten. And he added, if that's the hill they're willing to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Not surprisingly, Disney feared its employees more than Governor DeSantis. And on March 20th, they gave Pixar employees what they wanted. Disney agreed to restore a lesbian kiss back to Pixar's upcoming animation film, Lightyear. And on March 21, Disney would go further and promise to set up a task force that would make sure more LGBTQ-friendly content was available for children. But still, that wasn't enough, of course. And Disney's gay-friendly employees, naturally, made more demands. Now they're demanding that Disney stop all political donations to legislators that voted in favor of the parental rights and education bill and that Disney stop all construction and investment in the state of Florida until the bill is repealed, including construction of two big upcoming attractions in its Orlando theme park, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron roller coasters almost gone unnoticed in this heated battle between Disney executives and its LGBTQ employees, was the impact this rockets was having on conservative employees of Disney. So on March 21, some conservative employees let their feelings and fears be known in an open letter to Disney. The Walt Disney Company has come to be an increasingly uncomfortable place to work for those of us whose political and religious views are not explicitly progressive. We watch quietly as our beliefs come under attack from our own employer, and we frequently see those who share our opinions condemned as villains by our own leadership. But without the strong arm of the national media, and without the backing of Hollywood and the Oscars, Conservative voices at Disney are about as threatening as Captain Hook's Mr. Smee. All right, well, I'm gathered together here with our normal Patriot guest, Pastor Jason Binder of the Patriot Church. Say hello, Pastor.
1: Hello, Patriots.
0: And Alec Rooney, he's the news editor of Christian Action Network. Hello, Patriots. Thanks for joining us. Our chairman of Christian Action Network out in Columbus, Ohio, and lawyer, David Carroll. Say hello, David. Shout out, Patriots. Glad to be here. And we also have Michael as our producer, working all the controls.
2: Welcome back, Patriots. Yeah. Welcome back, Patriots. (laughs) All right, well, that's a lot to
0: go through, um, all the guests here, number one, and also all the information we have about Disney these past uh, few weeks here. I'm not sure what to make of it. It looks to me like uh, the shareholders no longer run Disney, that the corporate executives no longer run Disney, that the customers no longer run Disney. It's the LGBT employees and gay-friendly sympathizers, and sympathizers. who are now running This mammoth multi-billion-dollar organization that is supposed to be family-friendly, right?
3: Right. And how can the and how can the controls be wrested back from these people? I don't see it happening.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking uh, when I was reading the news articles about the possible walkouts, which eventually did become walkouts by the. LGBTQ employees, that what would happen if the conservative employees of Disney decided to walk out as well? You know, who, you know, putting Bob Chapek between a rock and a hard place, like whose side will I come down on? And I automatically knew the answer to that, right? You know, because the conservative employees, nobody cares about them, the media doesn't care about them, Hollywood doesn't care about them. Corporate America doesn't care about them. All they care about is this supposedly uh, oppressed group of gay and lesbians. That's the only one that has any power now, not just in Disney, but almost in every major corporation that is out there. So if they walked out, they would what? Just let them go, fire them? You wouldn't hear a word about it. This is the same thing I witnessed in the newspaper business
3: over two and a half decades as gradually all the conservative employees just said, this is pointless to try to stay in this. And they just all gradually filtered out. And they were there was no fanfare. All the, the, the newspapers just lost a lot of talent and a lot of good adherence to rules. And they lost so much institutional memory when all these people left. But they just said, there's no fighting against this. I'm just gonna get out. I'm gonna become a realtor or go work for a nonprofit or or something like that.
1: Right, so, so eventually what you'll see is the, the conservative Uh, employees who disagree with what's going on there they'll leave yeah and then they'll get more homosexuals they'll get more of the lgbtq supporters and before you know it i mean it it, that's going to be the whole culture there because they're they're looking to institute that as a culture at disney
3: and they're going to suffer for it too disney disney is
2: yeah well isn't this really being caused by uh the fact that the Left will stand up, shout, and make a whole lot of noise on <laughs> and do whatever they have to to get their point across. And the more conservative people are more conservative. Well, <laughs> yeah, then,
0: then, <laughs> let me address that for a second because you are right that the LGBT people come out and they make a lot of noise and they stomp their feet. Uh, but aiding them, of course, is the big bullhorn of the media, right? Because if they say something it's picked up across the United States, that these are unhappy employees. And not only do Disney corporate executives know what they're unhappy about, but everybody in the United States, possibly in the entire world knows what they're unhappy about. So when conservative employees this past, I guess, a week ago came out with their letter of opposition saying that they are fearful, maybe they're fearful for their lives now, working. It's a dangerous environment, they're saying. When they come out and oppose it, did any media pick it up? I saw one article in the entire uh, global research that I did on this issue, and that was the Daily Mail that picked up the letter that the conservative employees released. Uh, But did Disney respond to it? No. But if the LGBT comes out and says, oh, we want you to say this, they respond. If the LGBT people come out and go, unless you do this, we're going to do a walkout, they respond. But when conservative employees say they are beginning to fear for their own safety, Disney is solid. And that says a lot. That is very damning to this big corporation, that they're willing to put the health and well-being of their own employees at risk. When the employees are crying out, saying, help us, Do something. Pay attention to us. We're humans too. We're workers too. We help build this Disney empire that you're building. And they simply ignore
4: them. David, you would like to have a comment here. In the news today, a Disney corporate president by the name of Carrie Burke came out and said that she had a transgender child and a pansexual child. I don't even know what that is, but she wants to see more and more LGBTQ plus characters in Disney stuff and she wants to have more than 50 percent of all Disney characters be either LGBTQ or minorities. Yeah so how does uh, Disney executives walk this back right
0: because they've already given the reign and decision-making powers and creative powers over to the LGBTQ community right. You are now dictating to us what we're going to put out in film and in music and in entertainment. And they already got what they wanted. Now, now they're trying to tell you, well, not just that we're going to tell you what you can build, what, what, what attractions you can build. And you going to tell Florida, these are Burbank employees that are going to tell Florida, you have to repeal that law or we're basically going to shut down construction in your state. I mean, where where does the law uh, the line get drawn here?
1: You you can't you can't walk it back. See, they are so frightened of being canceled by cancel culture that they'll put their employees at risk, like you say, Marty. You know, they they don't care who's at risk. They don't care who they're putting out there, putting on the line. They just don't want to get canceled. But I see a a bit of a contradiction here of sorts, an enigma. We're we're talking about those who are conservative, right? Who are fearful of their their safety but they're afraid to speak out conservatives are the ones we believe in freedom of speech right but then you have those who are speaking out for the lgbtq community who don't believe in freedom of speech in a sense you know so it's just funny how there's that contradiction of sorts
3: who's getting all the all the airtime
1: yeah exactly
2: uh you know what i find a a bit alarming and scary is, is that this is the second time we've had to speak about this kind of situation in two weeks because last week we spoke about Yale and uh, the speaker at a debate there being afraid for her safety because of the crazy liberal mob there. The
1: same kind of chanting, exactly, in the drown same you out. And, and they just they they literally want to indoctrinate all spaces of our society. And we talked about this earlier that in Texas there's a fourth grade classroom where out of the 32 students, 20 of them have come out as LGBTQ plus or, you know, whatever letters you want to throw in there. These are probably eight-year-old kids. Over half of them are saying, now that I'm out of the closet. They, how, how do they know what sexual preference that they want to have at that age?
3: To me, See? that says that that teacher needs to be pulled
0: out and right. interviewed and talked
3: to very seriously, even by law enforcement.
0: Right. It also says Texas needs to pass a parental rights bill like, like what's passed in Florida right that this indoctrination this gay grooming of young kids you're talking about what 8 year olds right 8 year olds yep. over 50% of the 8 year olds in this class are now saying they identify as being either gay or lesbian or transgender they or, have been led to believe they've been led to believe that yeah
2: yeah and that's what it is and think about this uh, um you know sh- when I was going to school, it, you wouldn't have uh, uh, sex ed in kindergarten in second grade and third grade. I don't believe it started until sixth grade. But even if we're talking to straight kids, we're not trying to talk to them about this subject until they get older. But for some reason, uh, the, the LGBTQ community want to get this in their head as soon as possible and why is that Michael yeah because they, they can't have their own kids and they and they, and, and they want to multiply source, that way yeah, you're exactly yeah. Right. yeah their pool isn't big enough so th-
1: so now they're forced to hear it in the classroom they're forced to if they have the privilege of you know if their parents can afford taking them to Disney with the incredible uh ticket prices and hotel prices over there and you can't even buy a hamburger and a water you know it's going to break your budget but you can't go to Disney World now anywhere. You can't go without being desensitized and trying to get indoctrinated with this doctrine of of homosexuality.
0: Yeah, let me read you a statement that came out today by uh, the Walt Disney Company. And today, what is today's date? 28, 29th. Yeah, 29th. 29th. So people that are watching and listening will, you know, hear this a week basically from now. But it was made today at the time of this podcast they say our goal as a company is for this law, meaning the parental rights bill, to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. So what they're basically saying is Disney, this multi-billion dollar company, is going to use its wealth to overturn the votes that the people in Florida made for their elected officials. So these people in Florida said, I want to vote you into office, and I'm going to support you voting for this parental right bill to pass. Not only that, I'm going to vote this governor into office so that he will not veto what I'm asking you as my legislator to vote for. And then Disney, Disney comes in and says, I don't care about your right to vote, your privilege to vote. People wonder why they're the election was stolen. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like this that puts it in your head that they're stealing your vote.
1: They're stealing the
0: vote of your legislature. Marty,
1: and the parental rights bill you're talking about is is it within the school, right? That's what you're. Yes. Yeah. So now Disney, what is their concern with what's going on in the public school system? That's that's crazy. Well, the,
3: the the lobby, the LGBT lobby, is seeing this as a way to get at the state of Florida. They're not attacking, they're, they're using their employer to attack the state of Florida because Disney and Florida are just so tightly. Yeah, but
0: I want to get back to what, if you're a voter in the state of Florida, I mean, who cares what Disney's ultimate goal is, right? Yeah. I, I want to care about what my goal is. If I vote in Florida, my goal is to elect the representatives that represent the views that I hold, which is what they did. Right, and not have they some elected them?
3: Giant entertainment corporation come in and act like a
0: government in your state. And not only that, you got employees and Burbank. California. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even live in your state. That somehow out there, all the way across the United States, are worried about a bill you passed in Florida, and somehow that affects yeah. you and your families out there in Burbank, California. These big corp- people should be really outraged about this. I know I am. You can tell. <laughs> These big
3: corporations that are becoming like political entities, almost like governments, that sort of transcend all the state borders.
2: I thought there was some sort of, like, laws or rules that would prevent them from being able to, uh, I guess, uh, mix in with uh, the government the way that they are without being labeled a government, like a... a, What is can? You know, don't we have to, in order to say something to the government or lobby something, we have to sign up for a certain... uh, like a license or something like not that? Not really.
0: You know, uh, You know, I guess it's legal for Disney to come out and push whatever bill that they want. There's no violation there. Mm-hmm. But I think, though, whether it legally, and David can address this uh, issue, I think I know what he's going to say, but whether it's legal or not legal, it is absolutely wrong yeah. for people to start buying out our government officials with their billions of dollars to get what they want a state to do. You know, if I went up to a state legislator and handed him money and said, vote this my way, some people would be going to jail, right?
2: Right. I mean, that's what, and
0: that's exactly what Disney is doing here. Exactly what they're doing. Let's get David's opinion on this.
4: Marty, I just want to remind you that 25 years ago, we won a court case in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals against the Federal Election Commission when they sued Christian Action Network over funding of a commercial showing uh, bad things that Bill Clinton was about, and the court said that corporations have free speech rights. And there was another court case later on, the Citizens United case, that said corporations have free speech rights. So. To some extent, we may be reaping what we've sown by by winning a case like that.
0: Well, I, I'm not questioning whether Disney has a free speech right to say what they want. I am questioning, though, and when we ran our ad uh, back in what, it's 1992... We simply exposed Bill Clinton's viewpoints on homosexuals in the military, making the claim that if elected, he would allow gays in the military, which he ended up doing, by the way. We did not say or imply that unless you vote our way on something, we are going to withhold billions of dollars from you. I don't think it's apples with apples here. I think there's two totally different things going on. Well, look, Jason, you'd like to say, yeah,
1: and what these people on the left, they're looking to do, they want to take the control away from the people. So if we look at our Virginia state constitution, it talks about that those in political office are amenable to the people at all times. So the power resides within the people. So now you have these big corporations, right? You have all these power players looking to come in and say, I don't care about your constitution. I want to destroy that. I want to usurp that. And I want to take the power for myself. So we, the people, need to take the power back. That's what we see in the school board, right? The the power... Always resides within the people, but we've given the school board, the authority, and that's not how it works. So now Disney comes in and they're trying to say, look, the power is not yours. Who elected these officials to begin with, who are making decisions for the people, for the betterment of the community that you live in. We're not even in your state, but we want to have ultimate control, ultimate authority. We want to take away the power from the people.
3: On the basis of what we make cute movies. (laughs)
4: Yeah, David, go ahead. I agree with what Jason said. They may have a corporate goal of pursuing a transgender policy, but my personal goal will be not to let any of my money go into Disney's pockets.
0: I do want to say that uh, people boycotting Disney, withholding their dollars from Disney, is not going to have an impact on Disney. It just won't. I was going to ask. Disney's got way too much money to worry about how many conservatives out there don't go see their movies or don't buy their movies or don't go to their theme parks. They don't care. It's going to take a whole lot more effort on the conservative, Christian, uh, uh, pro-family people in America that better come up with a better strategy than thinking, oh, well, I am not going to buy another Disney movie until they change their mind. That's not going to work. It's not going to influence Disney whatsoever anymore than their own employees coming out and saying, we feel like our lives are in danger. They don't care about them. They certainly aren't going to care about some mom in Montana not
2: buying, you know, a Disney movie. I got it. We stand outside in front of the park with a bunch of signs, and we start (laughs) start yelling at them.
0: Well, you got to get aggressive. I mean, the LGBT people get aggressive. and They get on the news. And one thing Disney doesn't like It's to be on the news in a negative way. That's why they're giving the farm away to the LGBTQ crowd as it is. But moms out in Kansas somewhere not buying something isn't embarrassing them. They don't care. That's that's not what is going to motivate them to change their policies. Now I do wanna add, because it got lost here, I think a little bit in their statement today, that it seems to me that they're saying, let me read this again, our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or, and this is the important part, or struck down in the courts. Now that, as I read that, means Disney plans on supporting, possibly funding a lawsuit in the court to strike this down. So they're taking money from families that are going to their park, people with families that want to raise their kids child as either a biological girl or a biological boy and then turning that money around to then slap them just like Will Smith slapped Chris rock across the face. They don't care. They could care less. And we are going to tell you what you're going to do with your child. We decide whether your child's going to learn about transgenderism and gay sex in the third grade. Not you as a Disney customer.
3: That might be the way to go, though, is to just let the Disney employees take over, and yeah, we've made a big deal over the fact that okay, the Disney caved into its LGBT employees and let the lesbian kiss be restored into the movie *Lightyear*. Um, but a lesbian kiss is pretty tame. Um, that's about as tame as it gets when you're going in that direction. But what if what if you know you, what if we have a scene of Woody and Buzz kissing.
0: Uh, absolutely, that's
3: going to be a whole different reaction when that happens.
0: What if the uh, lady that David Carroll was talking about—I I forget what—if uh, she held a position at Disney or not? I think he said the gets, president, right? uh
4: David, who it who was? was the corporate president, yeah. All right? Corporate, corporate president, if,
0: Carrie Burke. Yeah. What if she gets her way and now you know fifty percent of the characters in a Disney film? I'm assuming that would include kids' films as well. Are gay and lesbian characters? They're not going to just be sitting around, that's hugging and a, kissing each other, right?
3: That's going to affect course, some numbers for Disney, I think.
1: And, and Disney's going to be people sla- don't want to see that. Yeah, Disney's going to be slapping people around a, a lot harder than Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I don't even know if if Will Smith hit Chris Rock, but that's <laughs> I, I digress though. But look, but look, uh, you know, Disney. There's such a a large enterprise, right? It's not just Disney. They have so many different corporate entities. You know, we'd have to stop buying all these products to, yeah. you know, and, and let's be honest, the, the Christian conservatives, you know, we're, we're going to gravitate to their movies. We're not going to stop going to their parks. You know, we're not going to take that stand, but I, I don't know guys, this is just, it's crazy, but I see a, a potential fight with DeSantis and Disney. D, D versus D, and DeSantis is, is not going to back down. Well,
0: I think that fight's already on the on the way, and mm-hmm. it's already here. All right, so I want to stop this conversation, because I think we can just go on and on and on with it, and go to another corporation, Home Depot. And uh, do, you mean what woke,
1: do you mean Woke Depot? Woke Home Depot. <laughs> Home so Depot? I'm going to hold this up to the camera, <laughs> so I don't know
0: if people can see it. All right, so what we have here is a worksheet.
3: Yeah, this isn't a gay thing. This is yeah. a... Well, this is a woke race it is thing.
0: It's kind of a gay thing as well. I guess A worksheet that oh, was yeah. found in an employee of, what's it, a lunchroom in Canada uh, that is called Unlocking, oh, Unpacking Your Privilege, right? So this was posted in the employee uh, locker room. Home Depot headquarters has not denied that they were opposed to it. And uh, so I'm just going to hand this out because we're going to take the test. The Home Depot, unpack your privilege test to see if we have privilege here. All right. Oh, I can't. It's wait. a two pager. I don't
3: need to be tested. I
0: know I do. All right. You know, you do. All right. So I might need my glasses for yeah. this.
3: We all need our glasses. That's okay. I'm
0: going to read it to you. Okay. All right. Here's what privilege looks like. So everybody here, if you fall in line with this, just give a shout out. All right. Are you confident that the police exist to protect you?
2: Uh, let me just say, uh, there was a time in my life where I thought no, but now I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. about five minutes
3: there, you were pretty sure they weren't going to protect
2: you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I was younger, when I was not a law-abiding citizen, I thought that they were out to get me. But you know, they had every right to. But now I believe that that's. The uh, law enforcement's role is to protect the citizens that they serve. Okay, you got privilege. How about you, Alec?
0: You got some privilege going on there um, with the police. Yeah, um, I think totally believe they're there, believe to, they're to, there to serve.
3: You? But like, like you guys, I've had my uh, you know my wild oats in my younger days when I've been chased and things. But
0: well, I think the way the question is phrased, are you confident the police exist to protect you, not exist to arrest you? But if you totally. think they exist to protect you. If you think
2: that, then you have some privilege going on. Yep, oh, I knew I do. All right, while growing up. So, if their stated goal is what their stated goal is, then you <laughs> have privilege.
1: If yeah, it is if, serve and yeah, protect, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm not. If right. you believe their stated goal, <laughs> if you goal, believe them at face value, what they're trying to accomplish, then you have privilege. Then you have yeah. privilege. Just
0: all you have to do is believe it too, right? According to this. Yeah. All right. Ask you were growing up. Was college an expectation of you? Well, I can say no of that. I, I wanted to go to college. My parents talked me out of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't have class privilege here.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do not have that one either. Because you didn't do enough there. (laughs) That's what it
1: sounds like. I'll give you guys some family therapy after this show. I was
0: protecting him from class privilege. Because if you do,
1: you have class privilege. Nobody protected me. I do have class privilege. I I felt the expectation to go to college, and my parents did encourage me. Sorry, Michael. I I know you're going to have some jealousy privilege there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was
3: totally on a conveyor belt to college, and there was no way— Okay, the last privilege you for ahead. you.
0: David, I think we can say, you didn't answer the first question because you were remote, didn't get a chance to, but I can say, pretty much guess that you both have white privilege because you believe police exist to protect you, and you have class privilege because it was
4: expected of you to go to college. I think that's true as long as we're not talking about the Biden DOJ and the Biden FBI as being part of the police. I don't think they're here to protect me, not with the way they have been operating lately. You know maybe that's the overall strategy
0: of the woke people is to this is how they're getting rid of all of our privilege they're changing everything so now that we fear the police right we fear law enforcement we fear the fbi we fear the doj we fear uh what is the atf right
4: we fear them all right so they're knocking down i can our relate privilege. to putin
3: you know i don't want joe biden on my border
4: i have black friends that i've talked to about this and they believe the police are there to protect them, not just white people, but to protect them too. So they have white privilege? Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Great point,
0: great if, point. No, it's not, it's, it's not only a good point, it is how it is framed and this woke mindset, because I've read how these, well, I don't know, what do you, who what, do you, what is this industry out there that determines whether you have privilege or not? Whoever they are. Okay. Academia and the Academian media. Academia and the media. the
1: woke-weckers. They have
0: said Government. repeatedly, if you are black and you still fall in these categories, then you also have white privilege.
2: Right. Well, think about all those black people who actually called the cops at one point or another. <laughs> they are now white, well, or they or at least have white privilege. These. I mean, why would you call the cops?
0: Academians claim that race in itself is a social construct, meaning that you— are only white because you identify as white. You could identify as black. This thing gets absolutely nuts. But, yes, David, so your black friends have white privilege. That's the answer to that. All right, now we're going to go on and find out, do we have Christian privilege? All right, do you expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holiday? Oh, you wait, Pastor, you never
1: get time off for a religious holiday, no, do you? No, I don't and i mean you
0: you have to work double time for that
1: and look i'm i'm bivocational so i don't expect to to get time off because of my holidays at a secular job well nobody gives me black friday off but here's the thing wait you get christmas off don't you some years oh sometimes you don't (laughs) no but but think about this if you're a, a orthodox jew you have a lot more privilege when it comes to religious holidays. You do they, employers give you a lot more time off? So almost but, all of September. But, yeah, Here's but it, talking to you,
2: Bnh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's all. But it's all. It's all geared towards the white Christian conservative here. That's that's what all this is geared towards. Yeah. So no, I, I don't. I don't think I have Christian privilege. I don't expect. I mean, it, it depends on the holidays. All right, so no Christian privilege for you. Mm.
0: Does anybody here uh, expect time off from—I hope my employees are listening to this, and (laughs) they agree with us that none of us have Christian privilege because we think we should have time off for a Christian holiday.
2: I want my time off. You want your time off. If you said that I had to work, I would have to work, but I want my time off. It
0: says if you expect expect it, not if you get it,
2: so— I, well, I don't believe I should expect something that is like that. I mean, what? Oh, go know?
0: go go! Form a union. All right, maybe maybe go boycott yeah. outside a can. What yeah. <laughs> yeah. upper sign. I said <laughs> I don't. I don't expect it. All right,
4: David, what do what do you have to say about this? Christmas is the only Christian holiday that everybody gets off that I know of, and everybody expects that one off, whether they're Jewish or Muslim right. or atheist or anything else. To say that that's a matter of Christian privilege is just doesn't make any sense. Well,
0: I don't know. Uh, I guess in the way they're interpreting it, if you are a Muslim and you get off on Christmas Day, you have Christian privilege. The way it reads, so you know, I th- I think that's what it's saying.
1: Look, I just want to go back to the white privilege, the law enforcement, for a second. So David said that he has black friends who also have white privilege because they can expect the police to protect them. Protection in in safety and, and protection from the police and law enforcement is not a privilege. That's a right. That's their job, and that's what government was formed to do. Government was formed to go against the evildoer and protect those who do good so yeah and and we talked about this right before when we had a when we broke bread together and you know we have privilege because we got to eat together as as white males right and we talked about that everything that they're doing in this society is geared towards getting further and further and further and further away from god so even though we don't see it there in the first box there that's what they're looking to do we can look at romans 13 why was government instituted and now they're saying look you have privilege if you believe in why government was instituted per God. It's, it's nuts. And now for David's friends, because they're black with white privilege, now the woke wackos would say that David's friends are no longer either black nor white. They're multicultural. So now how can they have white privilege if they're multicultural? You know, you can continue to go down that rabbit trail. I know what I just said doesn't make sense because their logic just makes no sense it whatsoever. Makes your head span. Hey yes.
2: David, I got I, I got a question. Um, I know a way to tell if your friends were black or white. Uh, did they vote for Biden? <laughs>
0: oh yeah. <laughs> I you haven't asked Biden, all of so? them. All right, that's to find out if you have cisgender privilege. Now, most people do not even understand what the word cisgender is. So Alec, explain cisgender. That
3: means when you're, you are male or female, when, when you, you do personally the identify things that we grew up with, yeah. with
0: your biological makeup.
3: Yeah. You're a guy, All right. you're a girl. So if you
0: was born with a penis and you identify as a guy, you are a cisgender
1: and vice versa. If you're so a you, girl. F- if you live in reality, you are right. a right. cisgender. If you're like, right. if you follow scientific bio, biological reality, but right. we're not. We're not biologists, though, so we don't know if we're male That's or female. That's true. Right?
3: We're not. Yeah, but we're at Home Depot. I have a master's degree in English, but I don't think that counts as.
0: Home Depot is going to help us understand whether we have cisgender, though. So, if you can use, wait, let me finish this. If you can use public bathrooms without. Fear, stairs, or anxiety—you have cisgender privilege. All right. So this is whether or not you have cisgender privilege when you go to the bathroom, Pastor Jason. Are you worried about <laughs> stairs? Re- do you
1: really want me to answer this am TMI. Marty? I do. Well, well, I look,
0: Home Depot wants you to answer. All right. It. Well, Home
1: Depot. Look, when I go to Taco Bell and I <laughs> and I use the restroom at Home Depot after I'm picking up some lumber and I go into the stall and I come out, I may get some stares. So I I don't believe I have full cisgender privilege. I think I have partial cisgender privilege.
2: I agree with that one.
0: All
4: right, David, what did you have to say? I want to remind you that cisgender started out as an insulting term coming out of the LGBTQ community. And what it really means is people with normal sexuality. I reject that term because it is and was initially intended as an insult, and I still take it that way.
3: You don't need a special word to describe, like, you know, 97% of the population.
4: David, I want to tell you,
0: Home Depot doesn't care what you think. They just want to know if you have cisgender privilege. And they answered the question, do you have fear or anxiety or stares when you go to the bathroom?
4: Well, not even at Home Depot.
0: Oh, okay, so you do have cisgender privilege and... Alec, what about you? Uh, well, I guess once I accidentally walked
3: into the ladies' room at work, when I, one of the places I worked, and when I was new there, and then I sort of w- realized what it might feel like to be.
1: Were you identifying as a woman at that point? No,
3: I was completely... Identifying as a male, so you you were—you had cisgender
1: privilege. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Hey, I know what you mean. I've accidentally walked into the women's bathrooms. But I definitely had fear
3: and anxiety
0: and stares. We have all accidentally walked into the
2: women's bathroom.
1: (laughs) You know what, Marty? I also, you know, sometimes I have uh, frequent urination problems now that I'm getting a little older. Yeah. And that gives me some anxiety. It oh, it does. It
2: does. Uh, what a white well I'm not gonna are. tell that story but <laughs> I, 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 some sometimes i I feel very uncomfortable going to the bathroom yeah, yeah anxiety
0: so you have yeah. okay so we I guess we all pretty much have cisgender
1: privilege according to no <laughs> Marty Boy, I I to Marty po- can you go th- what's the next one what does this even mean
0: we're going to see if you have able-bodied privilege okay uh do you worry about how you how to <laughs> get is, into a store? If you what is that? Oh no! If you worry about how to get into a store, it's
3: like if you don't, if it doesn't have a wheelchair entrance or
1: something.
4: I have or,
1: no, the Esquire. Uh, don't
4: forget this thing came out of Home Depot in Canada. Here in America, we have the Americans with Disabilities Act, and I don't think any American is has any fear of figuring out how to get into a store these days right. because of that.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I think they kind of feel like that about all these doggone questions, man. They're mm-hmm. just
3: trying to make you feel bad if you're not handicapped.
0: All right, now we're going to find out if we have heterosexual <laughs> privilege. All right. if, all you right. have yeah, <laughs> if you don't
3: have to explain that you're...
0: Yeah, let me read it. If you don't have to explain that your spouse is of the same gender, you have... Heterosexual
1: privilege, Marty. This is one of our first episodes, right? You had the "you might be a redneck" type yeah. of thing, right? This is kind of like you might...
0: you might be a homosexual
1: privileged person. I, or I feel privilege. I feel dumber. General hate that you're making us <laughs> answer these questions.
3: Me too. I'm getting brain fog over yeah. here. Wait, don't. I... Maybe that's the point.
1: Um, well, what if it's what if it's self-explain? You know, like I don't think anyone would. Uh, question that my wife Tatiana is a female so what if it's self-explanatory
0: then you have heterosexual privilege that's what it says oh I don't yeah I don't have to explain right if you can walk around with your wife and no one goes up to you pastor and says hey pastor what are you doing with
1: a girl at your side then you
0: have a heterosexual privilege.
1: Maybe I'll no, have, you have married cutter, guy privilege, privilege. Yeah, maybe right. I'll have her cut her hair short, so I, I'll take away my heterosexual. privilege. All right, David, do
0: you privilege. have heterosexual privilege? Boy,
4: <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, he said this, defensively. This whole- <laughs> <laughs> Did we t- hit a nerve <laughs> with that? <laughs> there. <upon> this t- <laughs> yes. This whole thing is about. A guilt trip. You, you have this privilege, yeah, and that right. privilege, and that privilege, and that privilege. It's an intimidation tactic to right. try to make you feel all guilty. All a big attempt to make you feel
1: bad. Marty, What you is are? this next box? All right, you don't here, have to think about it.
0: It's a this, this wraps it all up for everybody. So, to see if you need to unpack your privilege, you need to unpack your privilege if you are white, if you're male, if you're cisgender, if you're able bodied, if you're heterosexual. <laughs> If you have class and if you are a Christian, if you check these boxes, then you need to start unpacking your privilege.
1: Yeah. And then on the second page here, they got these little cartoon narratives, you know, giving illustrations and interactions of, of people talking about their privilege. But look, you can go back. Let's go back to Disney. Walt Disney started off as a newspaper cartoonist. Right. Right. And look at how far that they've gone from that. I wonder what what Walt's uh, opinion about what's transpired with his corporation, though.
0: I don't know. That's the problem when you die. You no longer (laughs) have control, right? Uh, I I think uh, someone across the way here could probably say the same thing, but Liberty University, once you die, you no longer have control over— who is going to be in charge and what they're going to do.
2: Yeah, all that effort and all that work and everything that you've done that is so successful, that is uh, so big, somebody could come right behind you, use all that power that you have created, all that wealth that you've created, taking all that work that you've done and change the direction and use it to, be the exact opposite of what you stood for.
0: That's well said, Michael.
2: All right, so I got
0: one final segment I would like to fit in here. And uh, so, all right, so out in Seattle, there's a journalist by the name of Jonathan Cho. And I say journalist because he's really not a journalist anymore, though. He got fired. He worked for KOMO4 News Channel in Seattle, and he was fired because he was reporting on a Proud Boy event called Capital City Proud Boys uh, when they did a, a march at the state capitol in Olympia. So now this guy is not just some fluke reporter. He had, He's well known out there. He's done some incredible investigative reporting on crime and the homeless situation out in Seattle. But he went out there and he filmed this March of Proud Boys. It was simply a news story that he was covering and he got fired after he released the news story. So we have the tape of what he released and this tape, when you watch it, will tell you everything you need to know about why he got fired. Does anyone want to guess what, why he got fired from his job? Because was he not condemning them enough?
4: <laughs> David, he 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 showed the conservatives as being peaceful.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty uneventful, pretty uneventful video way. there. I yeah. was waiting for the climax.
0: Yeah, you would think that you know, uh, I I. I First of all, I'm not sure why a reporter would get fired for covering an event. But, you know, it was a peaceful event. And maybe because it put the Proud Boys in a light that the leftist media doesn't want to portray them as. Because they want to portray them as racist, as bigots, as violent, as possibly murderers. And all we see them is marching down the street holding the American flag. singing. It's singing, right? So the news division or the executives at uh, KOMO decided that this was a propaganda video that the reporter made for the Proud Boys. And of course, you can't make a propaganda video for our news station and expect us to publish it without you suffering the penalties of trying to sneak one past us. So they ended up firing him. How,
3: how i see this unfolding maybe and maybe that's that's not how it happened marty i don't know um was the, he probably aired this thing he did his story and he put it on the air and then it started spreading around amongst the woke community on twitter or whatever that this thing was up there and then they started bombarding the news station his managers with poison about Yeah, him. absolutely so and they had to deal with that situation so they said sorry dude yeah, oh, activists
0: flooded here. the news station with calls yeah. accusing him of intentionally creating a propaganda video for the Proud Boys.
3: So all his bosses did was just act like gutless wonders and cave in.
1: It's it's the, the ongoing scenario of, I don't want to be canceled. That's it.
0: Well, I think there's a bigger af- problem than that, but before we yeah, get please, into that, please enlighten us. let me read to you the journalist's response after he got fired. As a journalist, this is exactly why I needed to be an observer at this most recent Proud Boy events. Oh, he prefaced that by saying that at a previous Proud Boy rally, uh, an Atifa protester shot and hit a Proud Boy uh, member. And killed and, him? Didn't he? I, not in this case. He didn't okay. kill him. But that, that was another incident where an else. Atifa yeah. member killed a Proud Boy person. Uh, but as a journalist, he said, well, look, I need to go out here, cover this event because it's a news story. Proud Boys are marching up and down the street. We have Antifa and all kinds of crazy leftists out here. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. People will want to know what is this Proud Boy event about? So I'm going to go out there and cover it. So he says, as a journalist, this is exactly why I needed to be an observer at this most recent Proud Boy event and simply started live tweeting the day. I wasn't taking sides, I wasn't saying anything that was good or bad about them, in fact, none of the marchers would even talk to me on the record because they said, we don't trust the mainstream media. So I just started to follow the march route, aside from some middle fingers and heckling from those who opposed the rally, the day ended peacefully and without incident. All right. so. What we're having here, as I see in the broader picture of this, not just the firing of this guy, is how many journalists now out there are going to be afraid to exactly. cover a pro-life that. pro, uh, event. That's yeah. exactly
1: the that, intention. Martin. That's yeah.
0: the intention of what this is all about. Yeah. yeah. It's that, oh, if I go cover March for Life, I'm now creating a pro-life propaganda video, and I might get fired. my right.
3: station that. is going to get dive-bombed
0: by all these... Look, you and I have witnesses over the last uh, 40 years how uh, the media more and more backs away and now pretty much is completely backed away from covering anything that conservatives do, what they say, where they go, what their opinions are to start with. Uh, but this is sort of like putting the nail in the coffin, saying that now, if you dare go against this new journalistic creed that we ignore the other side we are going to accuse you of creating a propaganda uh, interview or video for whoever you're talking to on the conservative uh family values side of an issue alec
3: what's so concerning about this one too is that he's working for a local station and one of the the places where you know the vestiges of real journalism S- are still are is in the very local stations because the local new TV stations know that they have to stay plugged into their community. That's where they get their stories. That's where they get their stories. That's where they get their people. And to have a local station turn on a reporter like this is, um, it's kind of a new low.
1: There's no safe spaces anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to make a point Marty, cause on s- this past Sunday, the sermon I preached was, the having an awareness of the battle in reference to the spiritual battle, right? And we see that, and Satan is looking to infiltrate all areas in the public square that we live in. So he has a strategy, he has a game plan, we see it even in, uh, you know, local journalism. And I, I, I totally agree with you, because what's going to happen is another local journalist is going to say, man, you know, I just got this job, or I've had this job for 10 years, and I need my money i got to you know supply put food on the on the table for my family and you know what maybe i can't you know uh do a news story for the proud boys or this this pro-america rally but what it tells me is is that we as christian conservatives we need to be even more bold and more courageous during these times and take a stand that's what we have to do
0: yeah and i want to point out that You know, this KOMO Ford News in Seattle is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which typically has been expected to be the more conservative type of news station because they're based in local communities. You have to get along with your community to to run a news station. Anyway, things aren't looking good, uh, you know, just in the last couple of weeks of what I'm seeing out there, and I'm sure other people have seen a lot of other things we could have been talking about. And I know I wanted to talk about a lot more stuff uh, and what we we're able to get through today, but I want to thank everybody for joining our show, tuning in, watching wherever you are. I want to encourage you to share our podcasts, like our podcast, do what you can, you know, uh, go on to even YouTube and uh, like us there. Uh, help us get this thing distributed to lots of people out there because, as our show demonstrated today, our voices are being silenced. They're being such, and people, reporters are going to be afraid to even cover an event we might have, a conference, or our opinion that we might have. And the only way we're going to get our side of the story out is that podcasts like this are successful, and believe it or not, the only way they can be successful is that people like you that are listening or watching share this video with your friends. So let's work around the mainstream media, and this is how we do a workaround. If we don't do it, then we're going to lose the narrative on all the issues that matter so much, not only to our hearts and to God, but also to our families. So thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.